There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there? I was thinking of the she was Omni off. I had to go to oh, yeah. Earth to Cassie. Okay. Hello. Here we go. I'm here. We'll be right back more with Tim Lammers right after this Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I was pretty impressed, by the way, with the... Did did Rami Malek, did he actually sing the songs in the movie? I don't know. I it, There's been kind of like back and forth. I don't yeah, know if right, they, exactly. maybe he did some under vocals, mm. maybe, and then they kind of had to dub... Because Freddie's voice was so unique. It's yeah, hard it very, to kind of was, mimic yeah. that voice. Yeah. Um, I, I know I saw a really cool... Uh, YouTube video of how they did uh, the scene from Live Aid. They had fans submit audio uh, tracks singing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or one. I can't remember exactly which song it was. And then what they did is that they layered them all so it sounded like a huge crowd was singing along with right, them. Right, right. So th- I thought that was kind of neat that yeah. the fans got kind of involved with that. Sure. Uh, so. He does sing, but it's more like he, it's it's kind of like auto tune in a way. Mm-hmm. In oh, that it is, so it doesn't. He count. sings, but then they like use a computer to 
recreate Freddie's voice out of Rami's it's voice. It's amazing that they can do that stuff. It's I know. It is pretty impressive. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Um, Timmy. Yeah. Do you, I, have you, you know, I, I actually researched that over the weekend because I was curious, too. So the answer is pretty close to what Cassie was saying and what, what, what Andy was saying. Um, it is Rami's voice. It is a Canadian singer who sounds a lot like Freddie. And oh. it is Freddie, and they're all layered on top of mm-hmm. one another. Huh. So somehow they create what sounds like... Because the performances in the film, I mean, it's not like they took it directly from Live Aid. They recreated the performances. So it's, it's really cool. I mean, <laughs> you feel like in a way you're hearing it something new, but you, yet you're not. You know, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But yeah, right. so it's a combination of voices, bottom line, I guess. I imagine that's probably true. Uh, but you loved the movie. You've seen it twice now. You saw it with the missus. Did she fall apart on you? Uh, the, yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those deals where actually my uh, oldest daughter was sitting between us. And, you know, you can tell what's going on. You know, the peripheral, you know. Uh, and, and to <laughs> right. my left, there was a woman a couple seats away, and she was tearing up. And, you know, the, my deal is um, if I look and I see somebody crying, that makes me want to cry more. Yeah. So I kind of just avoid it. You know what's going on. <laughs> no, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Everybody was so moved. And I, I posted something on Facebook last night basically saying, well, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, and almost everybody, not everybody entirely, but almost everybody felt the same way. I mean, a lot of people did say that they, you know, were crying and, and were so moved right. by the film. Right, You know, so, yeah, I think that it's one of those deals where the critics got it wrong, man. And I'm a critic myself. Uh, but, you know, I look at it from a different eye. I'm a fan first, and I, I don't try to write fancy little quips in my articles or anything to try to sound smart or whatever. I mean, I, 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 tr- I hope I try to shoot it to you straight, but I think there's a scene in there that I won't give it away entirely, but I think part of the reason critics are kind of pissed off is because Queen takes a shot at music critics. In the mm. Oh, there you go. That explains it. a huge shot. Oh, really? And take shots at I me. laughed out freaking loud, man. This was one of the funniest things great. I've seen in film all year. So you'll know it when you see it, and it's great. I think that's very, very funny. They got all set, so they gave it bad reviews. Everybody that I've known, John Lastman went to see it twice as well. He just said it's one of his favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were texting over the weekend and stuff, and uh, I got a text from him last night saying, I'm going to see it in IMAX again, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, he loved it. And, again, he was able to, you know, uh, put aside this whole deal. Because when you're a queen geek like he is and I am and Cassie, you know, and Dave, uh, Darkness Dave, I mean, yeah, you, you do know that things aren't quite right with, well, no, they recorded... We will rock you in 1977, but yeah. it's 1980, and you know, goofy little things like that. And and there's just there is also something much much bigger that they sort of took liberties with. But again, within the context of the film, the story they're trying to tell, they just they did it right. You know, they 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 did it justice. And again, as long as the guys and queens signed off, who am I to argue? You know. Now, i got to tell you, Tim, over the weekend, and I don't know why I did it, but all of a sudden it just struck me that I hadn't seen Cool Hand Luke in about 30 years. Mm. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time. I, it, Paul Newman was a phenomenal actor, very handsome guy, but he was a great actor on top of it. And there is a scene in there where he, his mother comes and visits him. and pre- He's a guy who gets drunk and cuts the head off parking meters, and they give him two years on a road gang. Yep, yep. And his mother comes to see him. She's on a mattress in the back of a pickup truck, and he comes out to visit her, and it's very, very sad. And she's all tough, and she's hitting the heaters. And she's got this kind of voice, you know. It's like, let me just tell you. And then she, she go, you know, let me tell you, Luke. <laughs> she starts choking up a storm, right? And I was like, God, it's my mother. But he called, you know, we called my mother. I called my mother Toots, and he called his mother in the movie Arletta. And I didn't remember that from all those years ago. Oh, wow. But there's a terribly sad scene where she's very tough and goes, you know, we were never that close, but, you know, you, I always thought you'd grow up and be something really big. I just always did. And she was kind of talking like that to him. And then when the guard comes to get him and says, you got to go, he's walking away, and she bursts into tears. 
uh, because mm. she didn't want to show she she didn't want to show her son Luke who she was never going to see again that she was crying when he went away. But that wasn't enough for the scene. It had to be worse. <laughs> She's crying her eyes out with her face turned the other way so he couldn't see her crying. And then his brother uh, walks over with a banjo and he gives it to Luke and he says, now there's no reason for you to ever come back home. I was like, oh, oh man. It's like, God. Talk about tearing well, up. It's like, oh, it's terrible. Obviously, a couple things that, yeah, I have to see it again because it's been forever. Oh, what a great movie. Obviously, you know, Walking Boss and uh, Got Your Mind. Walking Boss, you got your mind, Red Loop. And then also the, the, the 50 hard-boiled eggs. You know, that well, and... I remember that. I did point out that Mike Gelfand does the best impression of George Kennedy drag line uh, in the movie <laughs> Gelfand. I asked him, hey, Mike, this is like at the beginning of the KQ Morning Show 33 years ago. I said, Mike, have you ever seen a movie Cool Hand Luke? And he goes, Luke, one more egg. Just one more egg, Luke. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Coming out of Gelfand? Coming out of Gelfand. It was phenomenal. Was, one more good. egg, Luke. <laughs> it was great. It was 50, right? 50 eggs? Yeah, hard-boiled it was 50 hard-boiled yeah. eggs, yes. I think in one minute or in one hour or something like that. Or how, how long was the period? I don't, know. I, I don't know. I just remember him laying there and everybody left. If if that's true, is, is that the way it happened? After yes. he, he did it, he kind of everybody just vacated the premises and he was laying there. Well, yeah, but, uh, eggs yeah. will do that. To you. Yeah, <laughs> talk about some sulfur. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and I love eggs, but man, it's so funny every time I make like egg salad sandwiches or something. One more yeah, egg. the kids will walk in. Who farted? Oh, oh yeah. I'm like no one. Oh, I mean, yeah. where? Well. Uh, t- talking about depressing, I, I also uh, saw a, a DVD uh, or downloaded it for uh, last week, um, the Whitney Houston documentary. Whitney. Oh, yeah, yeah. And depressing. Oh, really? God, it's depressing. What? You know, because yeah. you know, I kind of compare the two, you know, between Bohemian Rhapsody and Freddie's story. And, again, Freddie handled what was happening to him with dignity, and he knew he was dying, et cetera. Right. You know, Whitney was just on this downhill slide Obviously, uh, drug addict. You know the sign. The troubling signs were there, but they were enablers, and nothing got done. She went to rehab, and you know it. It was so depressing. Yep. I wanted to love it, and I love her so much. I she's one of my all-time favorite singers, and yeah, she's it's great. just it. The movie is soul crushing, man. Mm. She was only forty-eight years old, and yeah. it's so sad. Oh, oh and you sad. can just see her, just you know, go from this. She was oh, a yeah, beautiful, sure. talented person to just this drug addict, pain yeah. in the ass. Mm-hmm. And then her daughter awful. died the same way, right? She Pretty drowned much, in the yeah. tub too. I think in the tub. Oh, yep. oh my! And the irony, if I can yep. point out an irony, is early on in the film, there's a. There's like, I don't know if it's a photo or if it's video, but it's of her and her daughter in the tub. Together. Oh, God. I thought, hmm. do they realize the, the, uh, the, the similarities here or whatever? It was weird. Very the sad. Ran out of chest or something. Very, like very sad. But let me tell you something about this movie that Tommy, I mean, if you do get around to seeing it, I think you should if you love Whitney. Um, you know, Whitney came under fire from Al Sharpton. Do you remember yes, this? I do remember it, yep. Because she didn't sound uh, African American enough. Yes. And he boycotted her, calling right. her Whitey Houston. Yeah, Whitey instead of Whitney called her Whitey Houston. Here's that's a guy, helpful. by the way, that's and never done anything ethical in his entire life. He's a total scumbag. Right. And then, and then at the Soul Train Award, she won, and people booed her oh, because God. of what Al Sharpton did. But then, there it is. when she died on all the news channels and whatever, of course he issues a statement saying how great she was. Oh, yeah. God. You know, you got to wonder uh. how much these people shell over to him to get his endorsements. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How does you, anyone you take pay. him seriously? I just I don't. He's don't an awful person. Hey, it's not easy to duck out on $5 million in income tax and then get invited to the White House for dinner mm-hmm. three times a year. Unbelievable that they that they did that. He's a bad person. And naturally, they have Bobby Brown and his scumbaggery in the in the movie as well. Yep. You know, he, it's his, true. his problem was she was a star and he wasn't, and he was jealous, and she did everything she could to mm. appease him. And but boy, talk about oh oh. So there are things obviously that you probably yeah. know going in, especially if you're a fan. 
that will just anger you even more. She was really again. Oh, she was really good in that movie with uh, Kevin Costner. What was the bodyguard? I think yeah. it was. Yeah, they had Costner in the movie. film. <laughs> they interviewed Costner for the film. Too. Oh, they did. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of big people, you know, and then of course there's tragic revelations that we hadn't heard before mm-hmm. uh, surrounding uh, Dionne Warwick's sister, Dee Dee Warwick, who Dee Dee Warwick would, yeah. would make it be her aunt. So yeah, that was depressing as all hell. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it was just one giant tragedy, and boy, I mean, she just led such of a. a uh, a tragic life. I mean, uh, you know, there was always something lurking in the background. It wasn't like it just happened with Bobby Brown, although that certainly didn't help. No. Um, but that that really made the situation a lot. lot yeah, worse. everybody blamed him for her death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he had gotten her hooked on drugs. That was the that was the narrative back then. Well, and his his story was that she was already on drugs when they met. Oh. Which she, she was. Probably, or, she was. Yeah, she was yeah, doing yeah, cocaine yeah. and, and there, everything. There's no question about it, but. He didn't. He didn't help. And no. I don't know if you remember. There was a tabloid picture or something. Somehow they got into a house in Alfreda, I think, where they lived. Um, and the, in the bathroom is just littered with drugs and drug paraphernalia. It just looked like a garbage house inside of this bathroom. Oh, no, really? And it was so depressing. Again, it's it's more depressing than than anything. I guess, you know. I, you know, people can reserve judgment about Bobby Brown when they see the thing, but he didn't help her. There's no question. He did not help her, and his behavior was deplorable around her The weird towards her. The weird thing about uh, her kid, the, the daughter who also drowned in the bathtub, yep. is they didn't find any drugs or anything in her system. Really? So wow. they don't know why she drowned. She just apparently just... Well, fell into the bathtub and died. Well, I don't know. There was speculation. Yeah, well, I think that her heart probably just gave out. Yeah, probably. Know? Well, they she did was trying to clean up. Well, they did. Ahead, there Barry. was speculation that her boyfriend or fiance, right, was involved oh. with her death, possibly yep. maybe drowning her. Oh, you're talking about the 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 Bobby Christina. I thought you were talking yes. about Whitney. Well, and they okay because Bobby Christina. That's where they were talking about the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, and when see, I guess the the boyfriend of Bobby Christina was kind of an adopted son of Whitney and Bobby. Right. Yes, like, oh. like he, he just like lived with them, and he ended up having a relationship with their daughter. But there was also speculation that he was having a relationship with Whitney as well. Oh, so, oh, really? Yeah, I think yeah. tangled web. I think the thing that I took away from it was, and, you know, you look at somebody like that who seemingly had everything going for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's interesting to know how big she was. And this I, this is the first time I heard it, and I don't know if anybody knows this already. But at one point, she was so big, after the bodyguard with I, I Will Always Love You, that Saddam Hussein had as a campaign song an Arabic version of I Will Always Love You. <laughs> that amazing? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, stunning. it's like, my God, this, she was the biggest star in the huge. world. Absolutely. She was great. Great talent. Timmy, thank oh you for spending God. extra so, yeah. time with us, Pally. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk with you Thursday. I'm going to see the girls, the girl in the spider's web, which is the new uh, uh, girl in the dragon tattoo story um, what? tonight. So. Yeah, oh, there's another there film go. coming out. So I'm going to talk about Good. that one um, on Thursday in the KQ Morning Show. All right, Tim, uh, if they ever found me drowning in the tub, okay, if they ever find me drowning in my tub, starts with a K and ends with the brand. It's her fault. <laughs> I'm just warning you up front. Yeah. She but did I it. I could hold you down. Hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, Timmy. <laughs> All right, have a good week, everybody. Tom, we'll talk Thursday. Thanks a lot. Tim Lambers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's Tom with an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost of Plymouth. Great people. The official and only provider of the Nutramost program in Minnesota. I've never been down this road losing so much weight and then keeping it off. So now I'm on the Nutramost Forever Maintenance Program. This program reminds me to keep hydrated and what is good to eat and keep my healthy weight. Find out how to be successful losing weight by attending the Nutramost Free Informational Dinner. It is on Monday, November 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you'll lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. But heads up, 
There are copycat programs claiming to be cheaper with the same results, but they don't take into account the detailed specifics of your body to customize the program for you. Register for the Nutramost Dinner. Register for the Nutramost Dinner on November 12th. I'll see you there. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. I want to be somebody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are two stories involved here, this one and then the follow-up. It's looking like, and I'd love your opinion, by the way. I'd love to hear everybody's opinion on this. It's looking like the remodeling boom is starting to fade in the United States, and that slowdown may have implications for home improvement retailers like Home Depot and Lowe's. Over the last several years, home improvement sales have soared. The good times even seeped into U.S. pop culture as remodeling-oriented uh, reality shows like Fixer Upper have become TV juggernauts. But home improvement retailers didn't have a strong housing market to thank for any of that. In fact, Market Watch reported that the housing market's funk had previously boosted the remodeling business. There were too few houses on the market to meet demand from buyers thanks to the slow recovery of the house-building industry, a reluctance among homeowners to sell houses with low mortgages, and the rising uh, rise of renting, among other factors, homeowners who couldn't find a new house to purchase on the market would instead invest in remodeling their current homes. But now, according to Market Watch, inertia in the housing market is starting to have the opposite effect. An extended period of uh, low for sale uh, inventories means fewer people are going out and hunting for new homes. House hunters are a major driver of home improvement spending. Harvard University's Joint Center for Housing Studies released a report estimating that the explosion of remodeling activity would trickle off a bit in 2019. It's not that remodeling expenditures are expected to decline. The same study predicted that Americans would spend $353.1 billion on home improvements and repairs in the third quarter of 2019, an increase of $22 billion year over year. Jeez. That's but huge. the Joint Center for Housing Studies has predicted that the percentage of increases in spending will decrease between quarters starting the first quarter of 2019, thanks to a stagnant housing market and rising <laughs> interest rates, according to Market Watch. Well, yes. But then you go uh, to some other stories. Uh, matter of fact, 50, Lowe's is closing 51 of their stores. That's amazing. So I don't know if that means uh, you know, this housing market... Uh, well, well what happens the first quarter? People have shell shock after the holidays. Yeah, they do. And they That's don't. True. They people don't traditionally do remodeling jobs in the middle of the winter. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, no, that's true. I mean, you know, like especially like exterior stuff and window replacements and all that kind of stuff. They just don't do that stuff generally in the middle of the winter. So indeed, it it should pick up again. I would guess late spring. You would hope so. But. In another sign of the times for retail, Lowe's is closing 51 North American stores. The home improvement chain said Monday that locations are underperforming and the decision will help the hardware chain focus on its most profitable stores and improve the overall health of its store portfolio. Uh, Lowe's is shutting down 20 stores in the U.S. and 31 in Canada. The company said that a majority of the shuttered stores are within 10 miles of another Lowe's location. Mm. The stores will be closed before February 1st, 2019, so about two and a half more months. 
The company will try to find jobs at nearby stores for its employees affected by the closings. We believe our people are the foundation of our business and essential to our future growth, said CEO Marvin R. Ellison. So I have a question for you. I take exception with that. Did Lowe's, <laughs> did Lowe's and Home Depot and Menards and all these stores come into being because of baby boomers? Because I would assume that's probably true. There are just so many baby boomers. They didn't have those huge stores when I was a kid. No. It, yeah. It, well, what happened was, uh, you know, when the economy was great, people were putting on, if they didn't want to move, they put in, uh, put in put on additions and repaired things. And then when the economy fell, nobody could move or they lost their homes. Right, yeah. And people weren't doing anything. And then the people, that, and then after about four years, people that could hold on to their homes, they started, yeah, they started remodeling again in the hopes of either selling or staying. So I just think that with the economy the way it is, people are moving again. Well, but could, have this, could this have been predicted at the beginning of the major market uh, hardware stores? If there were that many baby boomers, a lot, a huge chunk of people, that they could build stores this big just for hardware alone, pretty mm-hmm. much. Did you know that eventually, when the baby boomers all got to be over, what's who's the youngest baby boomer now? Was that 1946? Was the first one? 46. Really? Well, was it right, well, it was right after the war, wasn't it? <clears throat> World War Two, I think. They are 1945 45, okay. to 1965. To 1965. So now that means, what, 53 are the youngest baby boomers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, about that. Yep. So 53. So they're almost out of the, well, sales demos, they're going to have to change that anyway. I keep talking about that. They're going to have to raise that because most of the people are, you know. That have money. Um, that have money. Are, well, they're all over 55 that have money pretty much. But the fact that these stores all came along at one time. It would make sense that they'd all go away at one time well, as well. It, it, it reminds me of the coffee shop thing, whereas yeah. you, know, you had 15 caribous, you know, within 10 minutes of each other. It was r- ridiculous. And the same thing, with, I mean, right here, we can walk to a Home Depot, and you can almost walk to a Menards. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they, they just, and, and that Menards is like two stories, and they just redid that whole thing a few years ago. Oh, they did. It's beautiful. So I mean, it's just yeah. uh, the, I I just think you know, and I don't I, I like having both of them because if somebody doesn't you know, if Home Depot doesn't have what I want I go over to Menards and they yeah. usually have what I want. So, no, but, I know exactly. You know, but I don't I'm not there constantly. But, no, I mean, I know what Menards you're has groceries and dog food yeah, they do now, and dog yeah. toys and it's which like which is really hurting supermarkets by the way. The fact that Menards has groceries now is really hurting supermarkets because everybody goes oh I can go to the hardware store and the grocery store at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's man. Yeah, I don't know if they're well. Yeah, because do, do they have milk and all that kind of stuff? I, I don't, I don't think I've milk. ever really shopped. They're for going food to food there. They're going to. Oh, they're going to have entire sections of. Well, they're going to have to just keep up with the time. It's going to have to be a hardware store, supermarket. What else? Because Target used to carry a lot more hardware kind of yeah. things. Yeah, now they did, they've yeah. backed off of that. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Seems to me. It's I can never find anything there. I mean, it's really, <laughs> that's nice. No, I can't. It's like I go in there, it's like, you don't even have a different light bulb than this one? And yeah. they used to have a lot. Oh, Target doesn't? Not, not, the, not that I've seen. I could be wrong. But Honey Andy, is in clothes and toys. That's pretty much all anyone except buys. Except for Toys R Us. They went out of business. Yeah, but I hear they're making a comeback. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it is true. Really? Yeah, they were going to. They closed all these stores, I thought. Didn't they close a ton of them? Yeah, and I don't even oh, they think did, they're yeah. rebranding at all. I think it's going to be Toys R Us. I don't know what the purpose was oh. of closing, closing stores, unless it's going to be more online. Probably. Probably Amazon-like, yeah. It'll yeah. all be storage instead of retail. It'll be but, storage. But see, that sucks because I loved going to Toys R Us as a kid, going to the toy store mm-hmm. and getting to see right. it all. I mean, it was so overwhelming, but in a good way. When you'd go mm-hmm. there and you're like, I'm going to go get this the new toy that I wanted. And you walk in and it was like Christmas. It was mm-hmm. just toys everywhere. And I loved bringing my, when my boys were little, bringing them there. Yep, we did that too. You know, and we would just go there just, just you know, because I was a stay-at-home mom. And sometimes in the... overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. It was like... Oh my God! A lot of how times, like, are there? well, they they would have like the uh, like the uh, not Lego, but 
like the wood train sets with the yeah, train yeah, table yep, up. Yep. I would just go there and watch them just play with that for an hour and just walk around and see the latest toys. And I would take them, okay, let's make a Christmas list. And we would, I like this and that. And I would jot it down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to mail this to Santa. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just fun. I, oh, I yeah, loved absolutely. it. No, I we used to it. take the kids and we used to go it's shopping true. for toys for tots with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was like a, it was like a seasonal event. Yeah, and I liked going there versus going to, like, a Walmart or a Target looking for toys because everything's so hodgepodge and crowded, and I don't know. I just loved going just to the toy store. I try to avoid, when I go to Target because I'm on a mission to get groceries, I'm, like, trying to find a route through the toy store so I don't have to, or the store so I don't have to go by the toy section. Right. Because so, my youngest yeah. is like, let's go see toys. I won't go look at toys. I'm like, we don't have time. And then he'll pitch a fit that he can't go and <laughs> yeah. look at toys. And I'm right. like, we just don't have time. we got to get back and have dinner. So I liked having yeah. that one, we are going to the toy store. You can look at all the toys you want, yeah, but I'll- they don't. It just seems like this is just, you know, uh, it's, it's like we had the grocery store boom. Yes. And now some of them are starting to go away. Mm-hmm. Right. They are. And it's like, I think they just oversaturate like crazy. And then they just have to pare it down. That we have Kostaki. I blame it on the Greeks. That's all I Speaking know. Speaking of oversaturation. Oversaturation <laughs> of the Greeks in America. Too many Greeks. <laughs> Too many Greeks. That's what it is. <laughs> Did you well, see you know, that? Greeks are the 73rd fastest growing population in the country. Yeah, 73rd? Right. That high. 73rd, Pally. I'm just that right? guessing. Oh. <laughs> That's not an actual stat. It all works out in the end, no problem. So what's happening, you know, young expression, man? Uh, everywhere you go in the world, this is an old Greek expression, you find three things, rocks, sparrows, and Greeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Rocks, sparrows, yeah, and Greeks? They are. How do rocks travel? I'd like to know that. Well, rocks don't travel. Rocks are everywhere. (laughs) You said they travel. I heard you distinctly (laughs) say that. (laughs) Oh, God, I tell you, it's unbelievable. Um, I went went to the Viking game yesterday. First one I've gone to. Yeah, I did. I went to Mike Bilski of North American Bank as an area, and we we went and sat in his, uh, his, it's called a loft. And we went and sat in there, had a, had a ball. It was very, very nice. It was a boring game, though, because the Lions were never in that game. They were terrible. Right. But, but how's the stadium? What would you think? It's very, very impressive. It, it's really, really nice. Uh, they spent a lot of money on that stadium, and it shows because they, they – the one thing I would say, and this is the way they wanted it, so it's not really a criticism. They wanted it to be this way. It is incredibly loud in there. My God, is it oh. loud in there. That's great. The angles are just is such it? that it would all bounce off the, the glass walls and back toward the center of the field. Yeah, that was my experience. Yep. Very loud. But Is it, is it steep? Is it it's built that way on purpose? That's mm. cool. Yeah, it is. I well, mean, they it, have like sound reflective panels on the ceiling to yeah, specifically do. reflect sound back at you, so everything is super loud. Yeah, they do. So it's true. Oh wow. Yeah, but no, it was a That's lot cool. of fun. I would love to see a game there. That's yeah, you hey, should. Team one, my team one. Yay! That doesn't happen much lately. Uh, I got to ask you right up front: Is New Orleans the best team in football now? I don't, I'm not ready to admit that. <laughs> I know what you're saying, I like, pal. I don't like that answer, but I know what you're saying. Top few. Yeah. Oh, God, you got to think just... the Patriots and the Rams, even though the Saints just beat them. I think the yeah. Rams. Well, are, the Rams are damn good. And and the, the Chiefs can play a little defense. They're certainly in the conversation. Those, those are some those are yeah, good teams. That's true. They are very very good teams. But yeah, it was a, it was fun to go to. I was very wise. I was very wise in that I showed up about five minutes into the game and I left in the middle of the fourth quarter. I didn't have any problem with crowds getting out or driving away or <laughs> rush hour traffic or what. I, I, man, that place is busy. They're, yeah. I mean, You're like not, a Dodger fan. You, you go yeah. late, you leave early. That's nice. Well, you have to, to beat the traffic. Uh, franchise record Vikings, uh, most sacks ever in a single game. Ten. Wow. If it's true. Uh, the Vikings haven't had this many sacks since they were sacking Greenland and Iceland. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Little reference lady to the Norsemen. Now we're talking. Matthew Stafford was under so much pressure. I thought it was a promotion for the Queen movie. 
Oh, a lot of see, a lot of under pressure. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No, wait a minute. Our song is not ding 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 ding. Our song is dun 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 dun. Remember that when Vanilla Ice tried to say it was totally yes. different? I think that argument every time I hear either one of those songs. I know it's true. Funny. It's the same song. And when those songs start, you don't know which it is yet. I do not. I do not. You've got to lean in and go, wait, which is this? Which one is this now? Because I don't understand. Um, I'm going to take a break (laughs) in about one minute, but I want to do just some headlines here because it's a local story. I think it's actually a national story because of the Girl Scouts. But they have found out now the 21-year-old man in Wisconsin that lost control of his truck and went into the ditch and killed three Girl Scouts. And a troop leader was huffing. Before he crashed. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's horrible. Killed four people. 21-year-old guy. He was already had a DWI before, by the way. Of course. Now, Colton yeah. True, his name is Colton True. 21 is being held at the Chippewa County Jail on four counts of homicide. Yeah, he's going to prison forever. Have you ever seen anybody yeah. high from huffing? Oh, God, yeah. Well, the paint's still on their face. That it's looks really It's the most good. bizarre behavior. It is. Oh, it's yeah. almost like they're really strung out on, like, a high dose of methamphetamines. It's uh, very... There's a group of homeless gentlemen that I encounter oh, on occasion during my walks, and every once in a while they'll get a hold of some paint cans or mm-hmm. paint. Okay. Don't be telling anybody, do I have to go down there and talk No. To um, and Amen. they go, they are just, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> when they get well, together and they huff, they very, are very psychotically happy. Very <laughs> bad for your brain. Oh, yeah. Yep. For well, sure. For and then brain. they, like, don't have control over their movements of their no. body. Like, they're no. constantly just, like, uh-huh. I mean, it's very bizarre behavior. Yeah, it's like, that, what's that What's that absinthe dance thing that they call it? Yeah, oh, the St. Vitus dance. Yeah, the St. Vitus dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, look at some old... And, J- and Jake walking. Speaking of people who are high, we'll be right back with Kostaki <laughs> Economopolis and Quick Snaps, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Tom Bernard Show, proving once again that even Atlanta wins once in a while. (laughs) Kostaki No, you know, Atlanta and the Vikings are like shoulder to shoulder the last several years, aren't they? Yeah, they they do have sort of the same story arc of being sure terrible do. and then being really good on paper and then disappointing and then being pretty good and yeah, 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 it's yeah, true. yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of where we are. I don't get um, that. I don't. I don't either. Both the Vikings and the Falcons were primed to be top. You know, seven teams this season, and that hasn't panned out. God, I tell you one thing about uh, Georgia. It's all over the political news, man. Every time I turn on the TV, they're talking about the governor's race and the senator's race, and Georgia's all right. over the news. It's unbelievable. We're going to resolve that pretty soon and see what happens there. Did you see the tw- Julio he- Jones finally scored, at least that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, fine. he finally contributed. That's good. Hell of he a talent. He scored in 343 days. Oh, God. Uh, I'm like, did he have a baby too? What happened? No scoring? 
Well, there you go. Well, you got it. Yeah, I Game don't... of Thrones takes less time off. That's a long gap. <laughs> The Falcons were up 28-7 in the third quarter, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't like this at all. This, this, this is scary. There must be a psychological condition, Falcon syndrome or something, where you get anxious when your team is winning by a lot. It's called Atlanta, they, they Minnesota name, Super Bowl syndrome is what it's called. Right. They could name it after me, Economopolitis. Ooh, I like it. Uh, that works for me. <laughs> I like that name. So as you referenced before the break, the Saints beat the Rams. Uh, in New Orleans. Here's something you never have to say ever. They're going to party in New Orleans tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You don't even have to bring that up. That's true. Uh, It's pretty much any Tuesday in the middle of winter. Uh, Saints receiver Michael Thomas celebrated a touchdown by pulling out a phone that he hid inside the goalpost. Did he he call Dean Blandino to see if this is legal? Is that who he's calling? Uh, Dean Blandino. There's a name. Is he checking to see how much he made on himself on FanDuel? What was the weird? <laughs> the Saints and Rams combined for a total of 80 points, prompting Nathan, Nathan Peterman to say, in football? <laughs> well. Poor Nathan Peterman. The Bills quarterback, this kid's having a tough season. Uh, he says he doesn't feel snake-bitten. I'm like, yeah, because you don't feel snake-bitten when you've been swallowed whole by a python. <laughs> That's a good point. The Bears' D was Alec Baldwin, and Nathan Peterman just stole his parking spot. Oh, God, I can't believe that happened. This guy <laughs> needs to calm it. You punch somebody over a parking spot. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? I think they call that roid rage. I guess. Yeah. Mental that illness. Outside the uh, anger management class? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Meanwhile, the Jets and Dolphins scored a combined 18 points. Some of those were by accident. Uh, there were no <laughs> there were no offensive touchdowns. Uh, the caravan of migrants covered more ground than this game. Oh, that's very negative, calling them a caravan of migrants. Oh, my God, it's horrible. And, and the caravan is closer to the Super Bowl than the Jets. Um, the, the Jets game was terrible. More people in New York watched that duck in Central Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, the pictures. <laughs> it's true. Duck. The Patriots division foes. This is not fair. They've been playing against the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills for the last 20 years. They've been terrible, all three of those teams. Uh, here are some scarier threesomes than the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. The Three Stooges, they're scarier. Huey, like Dewey, and Louie. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. <laughs> Uh, the Marx Brothers, ZZ Top, Manny, Moe, and Jack, the Pet Boys. Uh, God. Three Blind Mice are scarier. Uh, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. They're uh, the brother, Daryl. The Three Tenors, Rush. Uh, the Three Little Pigs, the Bee Gees, Powerpuff Girls. Three's Company would be scarier. <laughs> Yeah, you're actually right. Um, it was scarier. <laughs> Mr. Roper is terrifying. Yep. Um, the, char- the Chargers made a statement with a big road win in Seattle, and the statement is, if it's okay, uh, we would like to lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> if that's all right. Yeah, that's no problem. Like to- we'll arrange um, that. Aaron Donald entered this weekend uh, leading the sack race. That just doesn't sound manly, the sack race. <laughs> <laughs> Who's and, winning the three-legged race? Yeah, and, how, and how do you race them anyway? Yes. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, Big Ben had a punt. Uh, that's nothing. The Raiders punted their whole season recently. Oh, God, it's terrible. They, they're, it's an inch, they're going to be an interesting story, though, because they are stockpiling draft picks and money. They have, they've yeah. they cut everyone that was expensive pretty yeah, they much. Did. They did, yeah. Uh, except for Derek Carr, who said he's in for the long haul. The long haul. Does that mean the move to Vegas, like he's driving the truck for the long haul? Is that what he's doing? When are they going to Vegas? Is that ever going to happen? It's. I believe there's one more... Uh, lame duck Oakland season and then Vegas. Is that right? Oh, really? So it's the 2019 season and then they're moving in 2020? Uh, that's my first guess. I'm not God, sure if that's right. Let's take him. What did it take? Andy? Ten, Andy. What are we looking up? What? When will the Sports? Raiders the... play the Las Vegas Raiders? When will they play their first game in, in Las Vegas? Uh, 
So, Raiders home games? Yes, Raiders home games. Let's see. Here we go. Way to go, Kostaki. Way to call upon Andy for a sports question. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> yeah. Good, I think. Good move, pal. They're playing the Chargers on the 11th? No, 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 no. He's talking about when they start playing in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, because they're still playing well, in L- in California, but they oh, belong to Vegas. Yeah. But they haven't. I, I heard it was 2019. Oh, here we go. When do the Raiders start playing in Las Vegas? There you oh, go. now it's 20. They're scheduled for 2020, but they could move in 2019. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, I heard something about 2019. The 2019 season. Yeah, they've got some. They've got a very unusual lease. They can le- they have a year to year NFL stadium lease, wow. so they can scram mm. whenever they want. Oh wait, they um, won't start playing in L- uh, in LA in twenty nineteen. No, Las Vegas. Las Vegas LV in twenty nineteen, <laughs> but they they uh, might move to Sam Boyd Stadium in Paradise, Nevada for twenty nineteen for what? some reason. Why would they do that? Cheaper rent. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Oh, They'll probably save more money. Not ready. Yep. Yeah. I bet it's one of those play play at the Gophers while we fix up the new place kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure this out. You have to figure this out for me, Kostaki. How much is yeah. that team going to be worth when they're in Vegas? Oh my God, that thing's going to be expensive. I would think. It has to. It's going to. Yeah. I, I, on on pay, again on paper, it, it's going to raise the value of the team by a lot. Right? Oh yeah. I don't, think. I don't think there's any question in Las Vegas. Especially since there are now four California teams. Yeah. Ooh. Right. And and in theory, those ticket those home tickets will be worth a lot because both the home team and the visiting team wants to go to those games. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Vegas, stay at a stay on the strip and go to the football game. That'd be fantastic. Why oh, it'd don't... be so fun if there's a Falcons in Vegas game? That'd right. Be great. Why don't they already have a team? Because of gambling. So many years. Yeah, the NFL dragged their feet for years. It's only been recently that uh, they even let ESPN mention the point spreads and things. Yeah, yep, that's one point eight billion dollar stadium. Ooh, that's pretty good. Mm, my wow. goodness, it's in a, I like the neighborhood yeah. it's in too. It's in, a, it's in a good neighborhood. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's in Paradise, Nevada. The stadium is. Yeah. So they would move to some nearby stadium, the Sam Boyd Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I see. Waiting for it to be ready. So is that yeah. UNLV? Is that UNLV Stadium? The, which one? The, the new one? Nevada, Las Vegas. Sam yes. Boyd. Sam Boyd. Oh, um, no, the new one is the UNLV. The new one's, the UNLV's going to play there too? Uh, that's what it says. Oh, my God. That's a nice little kick in for them. $1.8 billion stadium yeah. for a college team. The UNLV Rebels. Right. That's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, the, wow, they, they currently play at Sam Boyd, but, yeah. I don't know if they're going to demolish it or what. Probably. Because if they're moving the Rebels and the, uh, what are they called? Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kostaki. You, this is your fault. Then who's going to play at the Sam Boyd Stadium? Nobody. They're going to tear it down, probably. Are they? God. Well, it only costs $3.5 million, so it's a piece of crap, apparently. Oh. And it's, it's now $1.8 billion. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Thanks. Flounding <laughs> around. What's that game? Getting Football? Getting his head around. What's the thing? With the <laughs> the... Oh, is that lacrosse with Las Vegas? Lacrosse? <laughs> They're moving to where? For what? I love it. Why don't they have the lacrosse Vegas? That'd be a... Lacrosse Vegas. There you yeah, go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, John Gruden says players are dying to play for the Raiders. And he's so close. Players' careers die, then they play for the Raiders. (laughs) That's pretty much true. John Gruden is like Michael Landon in Highway to Heaven. He escorts you from the NFL to the next phase of life. Ooh, I like it. Uh, uh, (laughs) Le'Veon Bell, still at home watching games, has not reported to the Steelers yet. Uh, he must have the Red Zone channel. I don't blame him. It's addictive. You can watch well, sure. all the games. Watch all the games. It, it, doesn't he have to be back by next week or he can't come back? Yes, Somebody was talking about but that. But it, it's yes, but. There's there's a couple of other possible scenarios. Oh, okay. Broadly, yes. 
but they keep – every time I read an article about this, there's another like, well, there could be a wink and a nod agreement between him and the Steelers to just let him go for the season yeah. and not claim him next year. Um, you could interpret the collective bargaining agreement in a slightly different way that allows him to still remain out. So there's a couple yeah. sort of caveats to that. Um, but, yeah, I think he should definitely do an endorsement for – you know, like a Netflix show. He's like, oh, I've been binging. You know, just come out. <laughs> I've been binge watching. Yeah, it's true. Binge watching on Netflix. That's phenomenal. I watched the whole Vietnam series. You know, whatever. God. <laughs> um, and this story. Let's close on the chunk of jokes about this story because this is interesting to me. Giants Wait. backup quarterback Kyle Laletta was arrested for almost hitting a police officer with his car. Ooh. Uh, how very much like a Giants player to almost hit someone. Uh, <laughs> That's cold, but it's true. <laughs> Among other charges, eluding police. See, there's a crime Eli could never commit. Um, he hasn't eluded anything for a while. Let's just have victory. That is true. Uh, he was also, he's also charged with resisting arrest. You can never be only charged with resisting arrest, right? Like, there has to be another charge. <laughs> he just got a visual. <laughs> yes. He actually went to jail for six hours. Think how much of an asshole you have to be to be arrested at a traffic stop when you're sober and white. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. You're a terrible Do human being. Sober and white. Yeah. God. Problems, man. Uh, all right. Let's close on that one. That was a good group. That was laugh. a great. That was a good group whole, laugh. You're absolutely we got, right. We got the whole gang in there. All, all right, right, Andy. Let me know when you find out some more info on the Raiders. Andy's still researching what what is football. What is football? Now, Kostaki, you're not on tomorrow again, are you? Uh, no. Okay, no, I, was... I got to go vote. Oh, did you see the tweet of God today? No. The no, tweet, what was that? Tweet of God today. Remember, Republicans, don't forget to vote on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. Okay, God. I think God leans a little left. Yeah, right God there. leans Twitter. left. Yeah. Well, he's funny. got that beard, you know. Yeah. Sandals. He's got the beard cooking Still sandals. Funny. The whole deal. It is very funny. Thank right. you, Kostaki. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. I'll see you. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Kostaki Economopoulos <laughs> and Quick Snaps, ladies and gentlemen. He's such a good guy. He is a good guy. He's a terrific guy. I love that. Andy, look up some sports yeah, info. Yeah, like, Oh, oh here we go. I got there. <laughs> eventually, yes. He got there eventually. Yeah, I think you kind of just turn your ears off when we start talking about Largely, sports. Yeah. yeah. I like lacrosse Vegas. That's a great idea. Like a lacrosse team in Las Vegas, just call it lacrosse Vegas. Mm-hmm. There you go. It makes total sense. Lacrosse that... High-grossing sport. Does that make any money? Because there is professional no. lacrosse. Mm. I don't think so. Probably I not. also don't, don't think so. That used to be just a prep school thing. And yeah. Now, now yeah. public schools have it, too. Remember Some, really? Pre- Some do. Preppies used to get arrested for hitting each other with their sticks all the time. Yeah. I remember mm. that. And they like to shwheel, apparently. They like to drink. From what I, no, College students like to drink. Well, that's th- weird. Well, that's, no, well, to believe. that's lacrosse true. is way more popular in, like, uh, Europe. It is, but yeah. East Coast, too. It's pretty popular in the East Coast. And Syracuse yeah. has always had a lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been the around. Prep school. Five. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be So you and I are going to be on Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yep. So we will be on on Wednesday next week, and then yep. we'll be off Thursday and Friday because we're going to Vegas with the KQ Morning Show. Right. So, okay, there you go. All right, we'll talk to you later. Tom Bernard Show.